Let's do it. everybody welcome back to another edition of thunderstruck you're on official lincoln stars podcast hope everybody had a good weekend had a four-point weekend just like the stars did this past week picking up two big wins against the tri-city storm but before we dive into that uh gene uh, you guys took home a championship over the weekend man a uh, little road trip up to uh south bend indiana yeah it was good stuff got to play at notre dame's home rink got, got to hang out in south bend for three or four days the high school select team rolled up there and came out with a victory beat a couple teams from chicago a team from cincinnati so it was good good time good stuff got to watch uh actually my entire weekend was full of hockey what i mean by that is is we took off friday night after work and stopped at baxter and watched minnesota duluth lose to omaha on friday night and uh, Joe LeMay looked fantastic. Joey Pierce actually looked really good. Uh, what were there four? Luke Johnson looked good for for Duluth. Duluth had Pierce and Johnson and uh, Dom James on there. And then that kid you won't let me talk about anymore that, that Lincoln traded for nothing to the team we played this weekend. And Steve's? Then, yep. Okay. Yeah, he's actually. I was thinking Charlie, but I was like, Charlie should be in Arizona State. Is that right? Yeah, he's at Arizona State. But yeah, Ben Steve's is actually leading him in scoring as a freshman. Um, and then Omaha had uh, Jim, Joe and Matt Miller. Matt Miller is one of the captains up there. Both. Brock's still up there, or did he uh, graduate? If he was there, he was scratched. Okay. Uh, I did not. I did not see him. He was not announced before the game, so don't know if Bremer's still around or not. But there were six former stars on the ice that night, and then head to Notre Dame and end up getting to watch Notre Dame play mini. And uh, former and Lincoln star on Notre Dame, uh, Chase Primo. Chase Primo, a uh, couple of other guys you might have heard of, Ma- Michael Master Domenico. Uh, uh, another yeah, guy never, by the never name. heard of that guy. Jake Boltman is also. Oh, Bolts! Also I forgot about Boltsy. <laughs> And then for Minnesota, uh, Luke Middlestat, who, you know, had a cup of coffee here last year, but we can still claim him as, as one of our Hey, own. we claimed him as he was on the uh, World Junior team, so we're going to claim him as he's Absolutely. playing on the college he, team, for, too. Forever and ever, a, a Lincoln Stars alum. He actually got got hit. I don't remember who hit him, but he ended up um, being gone, ended up at the, at the doctor and uh, midway through the third, first period. Kid drew a, drew a major against somebody, and it was tough. Man, kids with those what, uh, full cages on, aren't they? Oh, they are. Yeah, boy, I tell you what, though, I I don't get to see a lot of college hockey in person, but I'm gonna tell you right now, Minnesota looked fan freaking tastic. They're the number they one had, team in the country, they, and they looked every bit of it. I haven't seen number two, who I think is Quinnipiac, where Marcy's going, right? I believe so. I believe that's right. But I mean, you have Logan Cooley, you have Matthew Nyes, you have. Luke Middlestat, you got all these guys from the WJC team that are playing there. Aside from Michigan, that's probably where all the rest of the guys are, former NDTP guys. And, man, they look fantastic. Yeah, Michigan's just a, a pro team playing in the college ranks. Yeah, true, true, at least for a couple of years. Uh, you know, Notre Dame actually beat them in, a, I think, a shootout on Friday night. So, Speaking of shootouts, we, uh, we uh, finally picked up a shootout win. That we did. First time, first shootout we've even been in all year. Correct? All year, yeah, long, yeah. So you mentioned that you went out to Baxter. Um, I'm actually going to go up there in February, I think, as uh, UNO takes on St. Cloud State. It's 
So that means I'm going to miss a Stars game. So you're going to have to uh, hold down the fort while I'm gone up there. Hey, you covered for me this week. I got you that weekend. Works for me, except uh, your job was uh, taken by Lori. So I yeah. really, I really can't take your job. Oh, I can, I can get the iPhone 13 out and take some pics. There you go. Maybe they'll go let me like lay in the goalie behind Whitey. I know I'm safe there. Since you, yeah, you are safe there. Nothing's I mean, coming in. Goaltender of the week, Mr. Cameron Whitehead. Second time. Tied for the lead in shootouts on the season with, with three. Speaking of goalies, I uh, want to mention our guest coming up. Sure, absolutely. Two years in the making. I don't think we've had him on before. We had a little discussion about this, but a temporary head coach earlier this year while Rocky was uh, serving a little penance and goalie goaltender coach for the last two years. I believe he's also a Clark Cup champion, maybe even I think a couple he's a times two over. Two-time Clark Cup um, champion. Stars goalie coach Art Bry will be joining us here after a bit. Picked up the picked up the Clark Cup and Dubuque and one in Sioux Falls. That's what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. He's also the billet coordinator. Uh, he's kind of a mental coach. Um, does all sorts of stuff. Mental coach. He's coming on the right podcast for that one. Then. That he is. A couple of head cases here that Art can come in. So if anybody's in need of some therapy, just stick around for later because Art will uh, help help us get through this podcast. Maybe I'll need to find some calming, soothing music and. Uh, you know, hash out all we our can, problems. We can put a little waves crashing in the background, some some rain here on here on Snowmageddon Eve. Apparently, you know, everybody should be at the grocery stores and panic. that bread and milk panic should be ensuing right now because of the uh, the the winter storm that's apparently going to descend upon just Lincoln. a little bit of snow. Yeah, anywhere from like last night. anywhere from one to seventy two inches of snow, and throw in from you know a tenth to seven inches of ice on top of that. It'll be good. It'll be yeah, fun. We'll be fine. We can skate our we can skate our way to work tomorrow. All right. So tell me. I I, was, I, I might have an answer. I was only watching on the little whatever this is two and a half by five inch screen on my phone over the weekend. But uh, I, you know, did you go to Tri City on Friday night? I did not go to Tri City. Actually, I I texted you as soon as I checked the score. I didn't even watch our. Well, I should say that I I didn't have the game on at the beginning, but I checked the score and it was it was listed as three rip stars, and I'm like. Wow, we're on a freaking roll. It's five minutes in the game. We're up three nothing. Let's go. Uh, but for the longest time, I don't know what the issue was on Game Center, but uh, there was an extra goal added to the uh, pot because once I turned the game on, it was two nothing. So yeah, that is interesting because my wife and I, Sherry, were sitting in the in the lobby waiting to get in to to Baxter and the goaltender, Tri City's goaltender, that last night's billets were also there to watch. Uh, they had Aiden Dubinsky at their house last year and so they sat right in front of us so i was talking a little trash brother of former lincoln star yeah i don't um, i don't i don't like talking about zach because yeah. you know he had more he had more goals against us in five games for omaha last yeah, year I than know. he had his entire hundred game lincoln star career yeah so. sometimes it's come funny on. how stuff works out like that come look on, at evan zach. warner come on zach couldn't score in omaha and he's tearing it up in tri-city yeah, i think there might have something to do with age and experience and i think so that kind of stuff that goes on with that but anyway i'm walking up there going look at that we're already up three nothing it's five minutes into the game and then Ten minutes later, it's back to two nothing. So I'm yeah, not sure I, I don't know what either. the deal was. I, I had the I had the game on the computer. I wasn't really paying much attention to it as uh, I had the uh, the Chili Bowl Midget Nationals from Tulsa on the on the big screen. So I was paying more attention to the races than I was hockey. I will tell you that we absolutely turned the tables on the storm. From what I could tell, if you think about it, the last two or three times we played them, they came out and and put some early tallies on and. We had Grimes and Antonio that came out and put us to the staked us to the early lead on, on uh, Friday night. Keaton Peters and 
Oh, that's Grimes. Right. Grimes, uh, Grimes was the the fake gold that was there. It had KP with one. It had Grimes with one. And had an, and had Tony with one. So maybe oh. it was Antonio. Yeah, Antonio had the, had the fake gold. So he ended up with an apple on one of them, though, right? Uh, yeah. He got a he got a, the secondary assist on uh, Dougie's goal, and uh, suddenly he's. I don't know if, how closely you've paid attention to the stats with me being the stat guy, but suddenly Tony has joined Bucky in the top like 20, 25 guys in the league uh, defensemen. In scoring, I think he's you got are points. the stat guy. I, I don't pay much guy. pay much attention to stats. Still got Marcy up there leading the league in apples, and Tanner Ludke is is uh, creeping up there, who continues on his hot scoring streak. So, uh, Marcy and and Tanner are in the in the top twenty twenty five in scoring in the league, and both Buckberger and and Tony are in the top twenty twenty five in scoring for defensemen. Good stuff. Yeah, kind of the history here. So. It, it's interesting to see, you know, grow up watching Nebraska play real football, and I noticed that every high school football team in Nebraska tried to replicate what Nebraska did. I'm watching my kids' team play, and... Didn't run the option? Yeah, my kids' team's running the option. Actually, what really surprised me was, and I don't know if this is by design or if it's just by him watching the Stars so much, but all of a sudden, he uh, he's always loved playing D. They've had some people, some coaches that have made some... Some great decisions and moving it forwards over the course of the years, uh, but he's no, been not in the the uh, youth hockey organization here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, yep, yep. Anyway, he's back playing. He's back doing what he loves, holding down the blue line. But he also loves activating and and uh, sounds like he would fit in with the system pretty well here in Lincoln. That's I I like it. I like it a lot. And much like the stars, um, one one of the things I noticed is. Same thing on Aiden's team. He's got some defensive-minded defensemen and some offensive line. There's about half of them are willing to engage and take the puck to the net and exchange out, and others are just like, nope, I'm, I'm back here on the blue line, and I'm going to stay here, which is good. You need those guys, right? We do. Speaking of uh, defensive-minded defensemen, podcast karma. <laughs> I think it might be dead. Although um, Adam did not score a goal, he was – even on plus minus, so that means he wasn't on the ice when one was allowed. So maybe just kind of it's just kind of hanging on right well, there. Remember last week? Maybe we, it took a bye week. We talked. We talked last week about. I'm not sure what podcast karma for defenseman is because we, I don't know that we figured that out yet. I will tell you that Books came on last week and he. Uh, I was. I wasn't going to bring that one up. Well, I'm just saying we won't talk about the whole weekend, but we will talk about uh, the fact that he was unable to get a goal or. You know, he and I have that conversation all the time, though. It's more about, and he agrees with this wholeheartedly, it's more about the wins and losses than it is the goals and the assists as long as the team's winning. And we're carrying a four-game win streak um, into this coming weekend. Yeah, four, four-game win streak, 7-2-1 and one in our last 10 games. So it's, uh, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, if some of our role guys aren't scoring like, like uh, we want them to when they come on the podcast, but they're maintaining, so... Exactly right. Exactly right. And I don't know what, what he was, Daniel was, over the weekend as far as plus minus goes. Uh, on Saturday, he was uh, a minus one, uh, but six penalty minutes. Yeah, I which, don't know which, you know, his game, I, I see it. I mean, it, it happens with playing the aggressive kind of okay, so style that he does. I don't know if you were in and your seat. And he was... Uh, even on Friday night, so. I don't know what, what you're seeing. Well, and considering that, and I know you don't get plus or minuses um, when you're out there on the penalty kill, but that's, to me, one of his major roles is to keep the other team from, yes. from scoring. So while you're in there looking at stats, as I can 
continue to yammer on over here. What what was the power play or what was the PK? The first place in the USHL PK, uh, mind you. What was it over the weekend? Because you know, God knows, playing Tri City. I think if, I remember seeing Mottinger with his arm in the air a lot. On All Friday right, night. Friday night, uh, Tri City went over five on the yep. power play. Yep. Uh, Saturday night, let's see here on the power play. Tri-City went one for three. So they're one for eight on the weekend. To me, um, and actually the one was when Buko was sitting in the box, now that I think about it. So, you know, that's not, it just tells you that, to me, that's one of his major roles. His job, it's Tanner Lutke's job and Keaton Peters and Marcy and those guys to go out and score 40 goals. One of Daniel's main roles is to kind of like Nelly and, uh, you know, guys like that, Kleber, Jersev, those guys' job is to help make sure that, the other teams aren't scoring. That's and correct. So I'll I'll call that podcast karma win. Like I said, I, it just might have taken a week off. Maybe it took a little bye week. Yeah, I think overall podcast karma still winning. I'll I'll take it. We'll see. I I, I don't know. After our guest this week, um, we might we might have to wait till next week to find out. Yep, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. So uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with Art Bry. The Lincoln Stars look to add to their dominance on home ice as they face the Sioux City Musketeers on Friday, January 20th at the Icebox. It's the first time that the defending Clark Cup champions are in Lincoln this season, and you won't want to miss the action. The puck drops at 7.05 p.m., and you can purchase your tickets now online at lincolnstars.com or by calling 402-474-7827. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that, and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Makar. Kill Makar. He scores. Gensel. The goalie scores. Jake Gensel. All were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. This is the Dump and Chase podcast. We're trying to model ourselves after what you guys have done a little bit. Voice of the Phantoms and friend of the show, Mr. Matt Lipsack. I, I am along for the ride and perhaps provide some modicum of adult supervision here, although really that's a lost cause at this point. We welcome back Phantoms president Andrew Goldman. It yeah. went smoother than it did with Matt. I want that <laughs> added. To the, I want that added. <laughs> shaking your head now for i'm agreeing with you because oh. he has absolutely killed us this year well so far finger guns has meant sam shut up so yeah that's that's not helping i'm trying to process okay check out the dump and chase podcast every wednesday on western reserve radio youtube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts listen that like was frightening All right, Stars fans, joining us now is, as we teased earlier, two-time Clark Cup champion, mental mental coach, all-around uh, all holistic hockey player coach, and uh, one, I don't know what your record is now, Art, but Art Bride, Lincoln Stars goalie coach, joining us. Thanks for joining us, coach. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Great intro. I didn't know I was uh, all those things, but... It kind of summarized me pretty well. I appreciate it. Well, and I can tell you right now that I absolutely appreciate uh, all those things that we said. You know, I guess I would have appreciated the Clark Cup champion and, better. Uh, and a black were, and blue jersey. But right, if you're wearing the jerseys that you're wearing now. But, 
Yeah, well, we're working on it. We're working on it. That's ultimately our goal here. So um, we're we're well on our way to uh, earning that opportunity. Hey, why don't you? While we're there, Coach, why don't you talk about a little bit about what was it like skating that? I think you won one in what Dubuque, one in Sioux Falls, right? I was one in Dubuque. Um, so I played in the league for three years, one year in Dubuque and two years in Sioux Falls. And my second year in Sioux Falls, we had won it. So my first year in Dubuque and then my last year uh, in Sioux Falls, I was fortunate enough to uh, to win those championships. How how hard is it to win the Clark Cup in the United States Hockey League? Uh, it's it's very challenging. Um, I think what what's so challenging about it is is you have the, the regular season grind to get to playoffs. And then the playoff format is obviously a little bit different. So when I was in the league, we did best of five series um, and there were only three rounds. And so it was a, it was a, a quick, quick turnaround from the end of the season until, you know, playoffs. So if you get hot at the right time, you know, you're, you're able to make a run at it. Um, so I think it, it is very challenging to get to that, that, cha- that point and have an opportunity. But at the most part, like, you ride your momentum at the right time. You peak at the right time. You get hot for six weeks. You win a couple of hockey games. Next thing you know, you win a championship. So it's definitely a unique experience and one that one I'll cherish forever. Coach, as somebody who played in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, and now in this post-pandemic, high gas price, high expense world, how mm-hmm. how much do you miss, and how much do you think that the, the kids are missing getting to play both sides of the conference? Well, I think I think more than anything, what I remember was all the road trips we had to go on. Um, and there were road trips that we had to take off the day before the game, which means sleepovers, right? So you get to a hotel, you have dinner as a group, you have a sleepover, you have breakfast together, and then you, you go, go about your weekend. So uh, without traveling to the other conference, we, we play same day games so we take off in the morning so i think the the team building aspect we're we're missing out on but for the most part too right like some of these other other cities buildings um they're great experiences and so for the guys to miss out on going to some place like dubuque or cedar rapids or things like that um it's unfortunate um but i think at the same time right just getting so many games in short amount of time is what we're looking for to develop all these kids as, as a guy who got to do all that and uh, travel around and play in all these buildings, what was your favorite building to play in? Um, you know, and I'm not just saying this because I work here now, but obviously the Icebox. You know, the Icebox was a great atmosphere. I, I had some fond memories of, of Mike McKee coming up and drinking out of my water bottle and, and me getting called out, you know, to, to fight the other goalie and whatnot. And um, so, so the Icebox for sure was a great, great venue. Um, I think of... Obviously, um, places like Waterloo, which are really loud and in your face. Um, I think of places like Muskegon, who have an awesome intro video, too, in their own right. So um, it's hard to say. I think each, each place has a, its own unique spin on, on things. You mentioned Mike McKee coming up taking a sip out of your water bottle. Now, were any of your teammates dumb enough to uh, take, a, take offense to that and uh, stand up to him? Yeah, so Brandon Carlson. Brandon Carlson uh, was another Lincoln guy. Um, who played here and, and he ended up, uh, you know, playing in Dubuque with me in his overager year. So when when Carly had found out that you know McKee was drinking my water bottle, he took offense and then um, they didn't they didn't scrap, but the refs got involved. It was definitely uh, it was a scary place to play. I'll tell you that. We'll leave it at that. It was a scary place to come into as a as a road team. How much? Well, actually, I'll just jump into this now because I know Art, you and I have had this conversation about around 
the holistic. I know that that's something important to you, the holistic aspect to being a hockey player. Um, I'm a big mental, as a, as a retired 35-year baseball coach, I always preached mental preparation to the kids. And I know that's something that's big for you, is it's not only on the ice and in the weight room, but it's also that mental preparation. Can you just talk a little bit more about your your outlook your philosophy on that uh well i think i think more than anything the the understanding is that you know if, if you want to improve a certain area look everywhere else other than that area like look at what's around that area and what can you do to ensure that there's no added pressure or strain on the area that you're trying to improve so to speak so i i think uh i think of the approach of being more of a lifestyle um, and if you want to be an elite hockey player, you want to be an elite goalie, you want to be an elite athlete, you want to be elite in anything that you do, um, <clears throat> ensuring that other areas of your life are really contributing to your success in that area. And so for me, you know, I'm big on, you know, things like meditation and breath work and, and, and harping on sleep and, and the type of food that we eat and the quality of your water and the amount of water, the, the thoughts that you put into your head, all these other things that really are away from the ice or your sport that really contribute to you being able to be prepared to compete. Um, and I think that allows you to kind of go into your, your craft stress-free. It allows you to bring a, a heightened sense of attention to what it is that you're doing. Um, and it's really deliberate in the sense of, of, a, of a top down type approach, right? You have the intent of doing these things and, and structuring your life in, in a sense of balance, Right. We talk about with our goalies here in Lincoln, the, the three pillars, and it's like mind, body, spirit. Right? So you got to be taking care and nourishing all these areas of your life if you want to achieve what we call flow state in, in, the, in the performance world. So um, all in all, I think it's, it's interesting. It's taken a lot of experience and a lot of great mentors to kind of introduce these ideas to me. But we seem to be having uh, a little bit of success here with our goalies. So um, it seems to be working. When, when you talk about the goalies, and I want to talk about just how fortunate I think we are to have not only you here, but to have like Caden Emberico and, and Cameron Whitehead and Lucas Massey. But I think about everything that you just said and how it should play into the role of a defenseman and the role of forwards. I can tell you that my kid, when he was little, all he wanted to be was a goalie, but he was one who couldn't understand the whole let it go and move on. That's one goal. I always used to tell him, yeah. once you can figure that out, his problem was that he let one goal in and he'd be six rip before he even was over the first one. And so sure. it sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> so how, do, how does that play out? And, you know, I, I think Adam Kleber, for example, exemplifies that. I see Brennan Ali and, and how he exemplifies that. Just, I mean, everybody seems to be Mason Marcellus and Keaton Peters uh, yeah. to exemplify everything you just said. So, um, but especially from a goaltending perspective, how important is that flow zone that you talked about? Well, I think it's, it's important in the sense of the characteristics that, that, that state brings to you. Um, you had talked about this idea of letting go. And, and we as, as athletes or people just, we care so much and, and we want to do things the right way. And not that we all strive for perfection, but we, we want to accomplish kind of our task. And, and when we don't accomplish those tasks, like, like, how do you manage that? What do you do? What allows you to keep moving forward and, and stay present and get right back to it? Um, so, so 
finding ways of, of not assigning judgment to things is something that kind of allows us to get into that flow state. Um, I always ask our goalies, you know, like, like how did the game go? And generally, you know, it's good. It's a bad type answer. And I'm like, well, at the end of the day, you know, you got up, you got up, you put your pads on, you played a hockey game. Like it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. So the, the, the moment that we can kind of see things from that perspective and just understand that we're really just finding ways of being present. Um, it really just allows us to tap into that flow state. And so when you're in that flow state, you're, you know, you're not really fearful of failure. You're, you're fully aware of the present moment. You're fully invested. The, the challenge matches your skill set, so to speak. And, and you're, you're fully engulfed in that, that task. So I think for any athlete finding means entering that headspace allows for you to overcome setbacks, allows for you to accomplish your goals and allows for you to have a relentless compete despite any outcome that may be deemed as negative or, or positive, so to speak. So I think it's real important. I think it's really challenging to get to, but it's definitely something that when athletes get to it, um, they know it and the fans know it because they're playing a certain way. And just like, man, it's effortless, man. He's so, you know, this and that. So, um, it's definitely something that, that is very, very important. Flow state. It's also called being in the zone, those types of things. It seems like Whitey and, and Lucas entered that well before the game. You know, they're out there during warmups, out there in the hall before the games, and it seems like they're just someplace else. They're so focused. Yeah, yeah. I think it's something, right, it's like very common for goalies to just be these superstitious, ritualistic, like mental type people. Um, but for us, we, we kind of train that every day. It's, it's a headspace that we get to enter. Um, you know, we, we talk about, you know, you get to play this character and you get to put on this equipment, like customize your character. We always use video game references and, and um, right. What do you want your character to be like? What do you want that, that character to do well in the game? Do you want him to be a, a, a power forward? Do you want him to carry a big sword and have a shield and armor? Like, like you get to customize kind of your, your athlete character. Um, and so we get to kind of to mess with that idea. And so when you put those pads on, you put that helmet on, like, let's say art, the human has insecurities. Well, art, the goalie, he doesn't. And so we get to embody that and we get to uh, steal confidence from that, that sense of identity we've created for ourselves. Um, and it's really cool. And so for our goalies, they get to play that character every time they get on the ice. Um, and it's, it's very unique. And so it's very, we like to think of it as dancing, right? A dancer isn't worried about anything other than just expressing themselves. And we like to think of goaltending in the same light. Are you able to see if they start slipping out of character a little bit and then use a code word or have a conversation or, or something that can help them get back into character? Well, we have, we have different focal points or triggers. Um, we have scripts, we have self-talk, things like that, that allow us to trigger those memory associations to different ideas or themes we've established for ourselves. Um, but more than anything, I think for us, it's a lot of breath work, a lot of breathing um, that really allows for our athletes or our goalies to kind of get back to um, that, that zone that they're looking for. Um, but I think for me, as, as someone that spends so much time with them, I, I notice subtleties, but more than anything, both guys are, are pretty good at, at staying dialed in and, and sticking to the, the task at hand, so to speak. 
One one character that has been repeated is uh, USHL goaltender of the week. Cameron Whitehead has been named it again. How is yeah. is that an important achievement for for the team for for Cameron, or is it just or is it just kind of like I'm going to go out and do my job and whatever happens happens? I think it's it's one of those things that yeah, like it's it's really great. Um, we have to remember that it's so challenging to get victories in this league, and so when we have the roses to stop and smell them, um, that's okay. Right. Like it's not always like get back to work mentality because that's a standard for us and it's always there. So it's not something that we have to be like, okay, like we just got glory of the week. I remember we have to get back to work. Like, no, like it's what we do no matter what we have a bad weekend. We lose two games. Like what are we doing on Monday? We get right back to work. Um, So I think either way, it's not, it's not a big deal, but it's nice. It's nice to be able to say like, Hey man, like, look, you got recognized for your efforts. Um, They didn't go unnoticed. Um, but at the same time, it, it kind of falls under that category or that that theme of like how the weekend go. Oh, you got to play hockey, right? Yeah, well, you got two wins. You got goalie of the week. You you know, you back-to-back weekends having strong performances. Like, that's all great. Um, but for us to stay focused and stay dedicated to the task at hand, it's, it's good to smell the roses, but also remind ourselves that our standard kind of allows for those type of outcomes. Art, expand on that even a little bit more, if you would. In your time here, you have had, as I said earlier, you've gotten to work with Caden Embarico, who's played on two WJC teams, and uh, Team USA came from the NDTP, now a multi-time goalie of the week winner in the, uh, I think, the NCHC for Colorado College. You got Cameron Whitehead, who's a, a draft pick of the Vegas Golden Knights. Lucas Massey, who came in here, and now all of a sudden he's earned that college commitment that he's talking about. So you're you're kind of entrusted with these with these kids and uh, the the responsibility to develop them into that next player. What um, what does that mean to you? I think for me, it's it's has become my. I don't, I don't sound cheesy, but like my life mission, my purpose, so to speak, is to be service to service to others. Um, I look back on my journey and how fortunate I am to have the opportunities I have now simply because people invested themselves in me. They recognized that I was someone that had some talent and they, they went out of their way to ensure that I developed those those talents, so to speak. So for me to look back on my path and, and think of certain role models and mentors and I'm like, man, without those without those people, I, I don't I don't think I'd be where I'm at or who I am today. So for me to understand that perspective and apply it, but now I'm on the other side, I think it's incredibly powerful. It's incredibly motivating for me to be able to get up and be like, oh, you know, I'm tired today or I'm not feeling good or whatever. But to know that I have I have these young athletes who are these pieces of clay that get to be molded and I get to help shape them. Um, I think it's really cool. I think it's, it's incredibly um, with great power comes great responsibility. You know, I have this responsibility to these to these young men to give them my very best every day. And in turn, that means that I get to I get to perform and I get to take care of myself and I have those challenges in my own right. So it's definitely something that energizes me and, and allows me to get up every day and stay incredibly motivated. Um, while at the same time, you know, when when Cam does get going the week for us to be able to share a little bit of a moment and be like, hey, man, like, like, good job. Like we, we accomplished something here. You know, it's, it's, it's incredibly special and, and, and really it's priceless. Bigger picture for you. You had an opportunity, uh, maybe through some, some, you know, unbeneficial officiating, uh, to 
make your, I don't know if it was your debut, I'm assuming it was your debut as a USHL head coach earlier this year. You ended up picking up your first USHL win. Uh, what what does the future, and I'm not asking anytime soon, Art, I'm just wondering where, where do you hope to be by the time you've wrapped up your career 50 years from now, 30 years from now, whatever it is? You want to be a head coach someday? You want to be a goalie coach in the NHL? Do you, you know, just uh, where, where do you want hockey to take you? Well, I think I think more than anything, um, I've been around the game long enough to know that as much control as you think you have, you really don't. Um, I think I think young athletes rob themselves of of enjoyment because they always think that they should be somewhere else or that they think they need to be at this certain level at this time of their life. Right. And I was one of those athletes. I, I struggled with that at times to be like. You know, I, I've, I've got to accomplish all these things. I'm not I'm not playing the league that I want. I'm not at the school I want, yada, yada, whatever. So I think for me now that I'm that I'm fortunate enough to still be involved in the game to know that you kind of have to embrace uncertainty and you have to embrace new challenges and you have to embrace all that the sport gives you. Because for me to be able to wake up every day and, and, and be able to go to the rink like that in its own right is a blessing. So, um not to say that I don't know because that's not the answer, but I'm going to go wherever the game takes me. What? I think I, I have an understanding of skill set and talents, and I'm acquiring a lot of knowledge and experience, and I have all these great things going for me, and I'm just going to keep developing myself and, and see what happens. If that becomes coaching, if that becomes doing my own thing on the side, if that becomes whatever the case may be, I think as long as it's involved with hockey, I'm going to be in a pretty good spot. So that's, that's what I want to do. How how cool was that first win earlier this year? Yeah, it was great. I think it was one of those things where um, until you do it, uh, being a head coach requires a lot of work. Like for us to have someone like 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 Coach Rocky Russo here in Lincoln is absolutely fantastic. Like he's amazing at what he does. Um, for me to have to kind of take the reins and just carry that that lo- workload, um, you know, to know that I was able to manage it as well as get a victory was was awesome. But it definitely shows me, um, you know, just how much work goes into it. Um, but it was great, especially, you know, to have someone like Lucas Massey in the net. Um, obviously, me and Cameron have a great relationship. But obviously, we, we, we drafted Luke, or, uh, Lucas this summer. And, and I had a pre-existing relationship with him. And to, to see him come up and go through his own journey and, and to battle and to be here. And then for him to, to be in the net for that win was also pretty cool. Um, so... All in all, it was it was a really cool experience, and I'm and I'm really happy that I didn't drop both of the games on the weekend, just one. Was it Lucas that gave you the game puck, or did uh, Marcy take the role of captain and gave that to you? Uh, the team gave it to me, so that was cool. I wasn't expecting anything, um, but they the guys made sure to commemorate my 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 moment, my night with with the game puck, and now it just sits on my desk at, in the office. So every day I get to. I get to be reminded of that that uh, opportunity and that moment I got to share with everybody. So super cool. Art, I've been sitting here trying to figure out how to ask this question. So another one of the fringe roles you play is billet coordinator. And you just said something a little bit ago about trying to keep one of the things I've heard recur, not only on this show, but on the, uh, the radio show outside the box is that be where your feet are. And one thing that's resonated at my house, not only this year, but over the 10 years I've been billeting is exactly that whole, I should be someplace else, or this, I, this college should be calling, or I want to do this. And, and, you know, I'm just going to give you a chance because I know we continue to look for billets to maybe give a little quick plug about 
why people should explore uh, the importance of the billets to to the Lincoln Stars and just to the to the kids and to helping you further that mission that we're trying to accomplish here. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think obviously everyone has their own journey that they're on, and everyone has their own moments in their own lives where you know something like opening your home to a to another human being and sharing sharing moments of your life with them and sharing their journey. Uh, and things of that nature. It's definitely unique. You know, it's not for everybody. Um, and, and it takes a, it takes an incredibly caring, compassionate, you know, some selfless type of individual to do that. And so for someone that maybe, you know, wants to challenge themselves with that, like that can be an opportunity for you. Um, in, in your own right, if you just want to get more involved with the Lincoln Stars, you know, this is an opportunity to do that. You join the Lincoln Stars family, you know, and you get insight to all these different cool things. Um, if you're someone that wants to share in the, the development of, a, of a, another human and, and, and shape them, right, like this is an opportunity to do that. So I definitely think it's one of those things where, you know, it, it, it is not for everybody. And maybe that might turn some people off but in, in our own right, right? Like as much of a responsibility as it is for our players to step into these homes and, and join families, right? Like we want to make sure that these families that are stepping up also have the best interests of these people at heart these young men at heart. Right. So, um, I definitely think it's one of those things where it's, it's priceless in its own right. I just shared my moments of getting able, getting able to experience different things with someone like Cam Whitehead, you know, who, you know, fingers crossed gets to, gets to play in the national hockey league. And I got to be a part of his journey. Right. So, um, it's one of those things where, you know, we, we can't ask enough because, you know, the, the billets are everything for our organization, for our players, for these experiences and these memories. So um, if you're interested, absolutely reach out. If you are hesitant, absolutely reach out. If you have any questions, reach out. Like, I think it's one of those things where um, you won't know till you try. And pretty much everybody that even has the slightest bit of interest that reaches out and ends up jumping on board or jumping in feet first, they fall in love with it. And, and I'm sure you can speak on it, Gene, to where it's, it's, it's hard to, at the end, say no, because you realize how special it is and you realize how amazing it is um, to be on this journey with them. So um, if you're interested, you know, check out our website, shoot me an email, um, abry at lincolnstars.com, and, and we can kind of go from there. But um, we definitely would love for, for more families to, to reach out and, and just show their interest. All right, before we let you go, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention this week's appoint, opponent, the Sioux City Musketeers, a team we've only seen once this, this season so far. What's it going to take to have another successful weekend like we did this past couple weeks? Well, I think the message from, uh, from our group right now is obviously to, to maintain you know, this winning streak that we're on, but really just to maintain our process. Um, we, we bring a certain level of compete and execution and preparedness and focus and all these things that really, you know, we're, we're focused about what it is that we do. Um, so obviously we'll prepare for Sioux city. We'll pre-scout them. We'll check out their power play, their forecheck, their neutral zone, whatever. But in our own right, as a, as a group, we're really happy with the way these past two weekends have gone in terms of our process. And so that's our message. We're really harping the things that we're doing well, and we want to continue in on that um, because that's what's going to allow for the, the the success that we want in the long term. So all in all for us to, to be prepared, 
to go about our business this week and every day get better and and make sure that we're we're building that momentum. So come Friday, we peak at the right time. Um, but it's going to take a full sixty minutes. It's going to take a group effort. It's going to take a lot from our special teams. It's it's going to be a battle, which like every weekend in this league is is the case. But especially this weekend, given how how good Sioux City is playing right now. I want to thank you for jumping on uh, with us tonight. We will see you here at the Icebox on Friday night as we take on the Sioux City Musketeers. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys, for having me. This was awesome. All right, Gene, uh, what do you say we wrap up the show for this week and uh, we will uh, recap, hopefully, another successful weekend. Sounds like a plan. Let's go, Stars. Yep, we'll see everybody at the Icebox Friday night as we take on the Sioux City Musketeers. Yeah.